0: Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey everyone. I hope you're having a great day. I am really excited to bring you today's guest. So let's just get down to it. Leslie Battle is an advocate for women in sports, specifically Athena triathletes or women competitors who weigh no less than 165 pounds why because she's one of them see a decade ago Leslie tipped the scale at somewhere near 300 pounds she said she'd stop counting at a certain point Um, a few events occurred that triggered her to change her life Uh, because you'll you'll hear this in today's interview because she doesn't do things part way she decided to sign up for a half marathon with literally a week of training And her goal was to make the three and a half hour cutoff. She went three hours, 28 minutes, and this little thing called momentum had begun. Today, Leslie is one of the most accomplished Athena triathletes ever, possibly the most accomplished Athena triathlete ever, Not only does she own seven Athena age group or overall national titles, she's been the overall female winner of many races, including the East Bay 5K where she even beat all the men to win it outright. Granted, it was a local 5K, but I will tell you right now that I have never won a race outright, including the men. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Leslie is intense passionate and committed to helping other women find the strength, courage, and confidence she has discovered through sport. One of the incredible things that she did a few years back was to start a private Facebook group that she's going to talk about today uh, called the Athena Triathletes and Alumni. And uh, it's a really incredible place and resource for other women to go and hang because it's all about connection in the end. Uh, this episode is chock full of nuggets. <laughs> you, may, you may need to get your notes ready because here's what I decided to do for you overachievingly awesome listeners. Uh, there is a Facebook post on the Skirt Sports page on Sunday, October 29th. You may be listening to this a day before. The post will not be up until Sunday, October 29th. I'm asking you to please post your favorite quote, phrase, or nugget from this episode or a story about how you can relate to Leslie. Uh, we will choose a winner approximately one month later. Some of you take a while to, to get through a podcast episode. Um, and the winner will get a $75 skirt sports gift certificate. All right. All right. All right. All right, then. With those instructions in mind, let's bring Leslie on the show. All right. Are you ready then? I'm ready. Great. Well, Leslie, thanks so much for
1: coming on the show. You're welcome. I'm so glad to be here, Nicole.
0: I know. You know, I first met you at the, I think it was a USAT Hall of Fame event in Boston a couple years ago. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Yep. So Tim was being inducted. (laughs) It's so funny to think about like, your career wraps up into one event like 10 years later. And then it's just like done you know, <laughs> but <laughs> Tim was being inducted and you were, I think, conveniently placed at our table whereupon I was really excited to learn what you do and that you're quite an advocate for women in triathlon.
1: Yeah, I was actually shocked when um, Rob urbach who was the then president of USAT, called and invited me to this event. And I was like, why me? Like, who am I to be invited to this event? So, um, I ended up going and then to sit down at the table with you and Tim and um, gosh, who else was at the table with that? Um,
0: oh, some big sponsor or something. I don't know. Somebody from Boston, I think, who was trying to get the Olympics in Boston. It was like a really cool event. Kathy?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, my names are escaping me right now, but it was really absolutely amazing. Um, oh yeah. It, you
0: know, and, and that's kind of what, this is interesting. Interesting way to start the interview too, because you know, we race for all kinds of reasons. We rarely think that we're going to get into the Hall of Fame because of our efforts. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, well, I'm not, yes. Well, but you know, maybe there is a special custom Hall of Fame for every one of us. It's our own, right?
1: That's true. So, it was absolutely amazing hearing the stories of, of what I call the rock stars um, that night. Um, very moving.
0: You know, I think you bring up a little point here is that there's inspiration all around us and it can be from the people who are winning and it can be from the people who are dead last and a Hall, of, a Hall of Fame event like that, it, it yes, it included some previous winners, including Tim, but there were also people who made an impact in the sport in a different kind of way. And I think this is really fitting that we're talking today because you're right, you're probably not going to make the Hall of Fame because you win the Hawaii Ironman, but you could make the Hall of Fame for other contributions to the sport. Yes, well... You never know. <laughs> well, let's get into it. You know, your first race, I think it was in 2009. Is that right?
1: It's true. Yeah, I started um, triathlon, came up kind of like a 40th birthday goal for a bunch of me and my friends. And uh, we trained for the, I wish it was, was the Crabman Triathlon. And I ended up doing one earlier than that, which was the, um, the Falmouth Triathlon, only because in my training, I kind of got hooked and I just wanted to do it. And that one came up earlier so it was probably like five or six of us who trained for it and um we had so much fun just going to the pool and going to the ocean you know trying on wetsuits and um in retrospect we weren't serious at all about it <laughs> but i had a lot of fun and i remember when i finished my first race which was the falmouth and um i was shocked that um i actually placed third athena and i never placed in anything ever in my life. Like I was on high school track and I was a violinist on the high school track team. So I never won anything in high school. And for that first race, my parents were so excited. They came all the way from Buffalo um, to um, Falmouth on Cape Cod, which is at least a nine, 10 hour drive for them um, for a sprint triathlon. And to have come in third place, I was just so overwhelmed thinking, oh my goodness, cause I had only really just recently started trying to lose weight um, it was like the fall of 2008 and um, so this was just only like maybe six or seven months later that um, you know, I had done my first triathlon and it was just an amazing experience and for me like Falmouth has a, a special meaning they had um, it was the New England triathlon tour and um, they had a couple of races throughout the season they have Falmouth and then they have Hyannis 1 and Hyannis 2 and I quickly became addicted <laughs> to triathlon so by the time of um hynace two in that first year, I ended up losing like um I don't know, sixty some odd pounds my first year of triathlon. And by the time um of Hyannis two, which I think is in September, um, I was running the last leg of the of the, the run leg, and this guy came running up behind me. And I remember he was on the Buffalo triathlon team because he had that kind of a jersey on and he came running up behind me and he said, Hey and I didn't see him at the time because he was behind me. He said, "I remember you." And he's getting closer. He goes, "You were in the Falmouth Sprint Try in the spring." And he gets closer and he's passing me at this point. And I was like, "Yeah, like how do you remember me looking at my bottom?" <laughs> so he runs and he passes him. He goes, "You look fantastic." He goes, uh, "Way to go!" Did you Keep end up going. dating him? Was this a <laughs> uh, phone number at the finish line? You know, opportunity. No, you know, I don't even know who he was, and um, he was fantastic, whoever he was, because he just made me feel like all that time, like I belonged, and like somebody had noticed me, and um, no, I didn't finish first or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, I, I don't remember what I placed in that race, but it doesn't matter. It's more like the feeling of this, these are my people, this is my tribe, and I actually belong, and wow, it was See- kind of my my goal from like, day one, like I did my, my first half marathon it was 2008. And I literally went to the gym three times in a week before that, thinking, I can do this, like, I, there's nothing that can stop me from doing a half, half, half marathon. Um, it's you get three and a half hours, and I'm in. And so I, I packed a, um, a backpack and an umbrella, because I knew I was going to be out there a long time It was raining, we, you packed
0: an umbrella for a half marathon? Yes, I did. Awesome. I carried it. Yes, Yes. Well, it was raining, Nicole. Of course. I mean, here, this is the beautiful part. Like, you don't know what you don't know until you start something. And I love that story. You might yeah. restart a new trend. I mean, umbrella well, I know I'm
1: going to be out there a lot longer than a lot of other people. So I ended up, I think I finished that one. At, it was three hours and 28 minutes and some odd seconds. But um, my point is, at the very end of that race, as I came around the corner to downtown Providence, there's everyone like at the back of the pack, there was, uh, I had someone to cheer for them. And like, as happy as I was, cause I made it within the, the cutoff, there was nobody there for me to cheer for me. And, um, that, that left me with a kind of empty feeling. Like I had accomplished this thing and I kind of wanted to share it with people. And so I kind of swore from that day forward that I would do whatever I could to like, you know, connect with people. And so that other people like me wouldn't, um, feel as isolated as I felt then. So I remember at the beginning of that race, as I was um, leaving um, the, the city halls where race started and turning the first corner. And again, I was at the back of the pack and I remember this little kid turning to her father and saying, daddy, is she in the race? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm in the race. Like, what are you talking about?
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, kids can really like highlight all of those wonderful issues
1: for us. Can't they? Yeah. Um, well, I had a, and so I mean, that was like years ago, and I've done numerous ones since then. But again, those kinds of experiences again didn't make me bitter or anything. They made they fueled me to say like, what can I do to like build my own sense of community? Because you know sometimes you feel on the outside, but in order to feel on the inside, you just have to reach out and meet people. And that's what I I try to do. I'm, like every race and every training session that I go to, where I don't know people, it, it makes it a lot more um, enjoyable. Well,
0: you're hitting on just a lot of really incredible topics that have to do, like the idea that these are my people and I feel like I belong. These are things that we all crave in our lives and they help us feel connected. But And I I, I do want to get back to them, but I think we need to hit on your health journey because you mentioned there was some weight loss, you know, there, you were in a different place. So say we're back in like 2006, 2007, right before you start running or 2008, cause you only went for a week to the gym and then you did a half marathon, <laughs> you know, yeah. like what, how would you describe yourself then? And what, what really precipitated this, you know, sw- flipping the switch to say, I've got to make some change in my life.
1: No, it's funny that you asked, cause I hadn't thought about that in a a while and I do remember I've been at my same job for 23 years so I'm an an in-house counsel and I remember um, same building I was in the bathroom one day and now they call them spanks, but in the past they called them girdles. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I I was wearing a girdle and again this is I don't know how old I was just before I'm 48 now so maybe it was you know, 38, 39 years old and I'm wearing a girdle and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I really, really, really want my skin to be my girdle. I don't want to wear this anymore. So I took it off and I threw it out at that minute. And I don't know what made me think that at that point, but I was like, I'm just done. And I kind of been in a bad relationship at that point and um, struggling to, you know, reclaim my self-esteem and, you know, break away from that. And um, I don't say think that was the fuel because I don't really blame the relationship. I blame myself for for staying in it and taking it as long as I did. Um, Were you, So was it like
0: a, um, just a emotionally negative relationship or was there like something more serious?
1: No, it was, I mean, I had unfortunately a series of <laughs> a couple of bad relationships. One was longer than the other. The first one was, um, with an alcoholic person and that went on for a while and that was just not mentally healthy for me. At that time I was very physically active. I was into bodybuilding and such. And so I was much more fit, but then at the end of that relationship um, I was looking for something else to, to fulfill me. And I guess I was willing to take less than I deserved at that point. And so the sex seeding relationship um, was very belittling to me and very, um, <laughs> I, I can't even, I, go back there because it was very um just not supportive so i found myself changing myself to Mm. uh, to be less of myself so instead of going to the gym i stopped going to the gym i stopped taking tennis lessons i stopped doing a whole lot of things for me but towards the end of that relationship which was towards 2008 um what i started to do which i think is really good anytime you're trying to make a a uh, change for yourself is to I guess this is what I always do, and I never thought about it this way until just now. But to build your own support system. So whether it's trying to get into a sport or trying to get out of a relationship, um, building your own support system. So when I'm when I was trying to get out of this relationship, I did things like I joined the junior league and I joined the, the um, Boston University um, Symphony and I got a business degree from Brown and I was just basically. I think I joined a tennis team at the time, too. <laughs> basically setting up my support system of things to do and that were not focused on the relationship. And partially because I had walked away from those things that I enjoyed in my life to devote to the relationship. So it's a matter of like reclaiming yourself and then, um, you know, being true to yourself and doing what you want to do, whether it's volunteering or, you know, sport or anything, music, whatever it is, but um, building a support system for yourself. And that's kind of what I've Think maybe I'm selfish in that regard, but that's kind of what I, I started off doing for the um, the Athena Triathletes group that um, I think you're aware of. That's uh, grown to like almost I think we're over 2,000 members now, and which kind of surprises me from where it started. <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely! Um, I definitely want to talk about the Athena group. I want to I want to build a little more though on this concept of building your own support system because. You talk about how you're in this relationship, which you don't blame, I get it, of course, but you had sort of lost yourself. And you were you were just trying you were in a reactive role,
1: it sounds like, right? Completely. Completely. And over time, again, I let myself I gained a lot of weight and I end up over time I lost a hundred pounds. And so that was like my biggest, you know, achievement at that at the point in time. But um I did lose myself in that relationship, but it was more, I think I was trying to be everything that the other person wanted me to be, whatever that was. And that's not healthy. Like you'd have to be true to yourself. Um, oh, completely. Yeah.
0: And you know, it sounds too, like you had this sort of actual visual moment of the girdle, the girdle story. And you're like, Choked well, I've lost yeah. myself. <laughs> like I'm, all these things were sort of building. And then you're like, damn girdle. Can't my skin just be my girdle? You know, and I can just see that, you know. I mean, it's like you said, you know, those things become clear once there's more time that goes by. And suddenly you're like, wow, that was sort of a defining moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. So you're starting to reframe then who do you want to be? And how did like you mentioned that you, you just signed up for a half marathon and then you just said, well, some friends were doing this triathlon thing. So I just started training. Like, was it really that simple? You just kind of said, I'm going to try these things that seem completely out there for me or did you have more? Prompting? Not Okay. No, I
1: had a, a friend, um, um, Rebecca Collins um, at the time. She's now married, but um, she had done Ironman Man seventy point three in Providence, and we were at her house, and I was like, Oh my god you're crazy i can 't believe you did that and we started talking about it, and she was into triathlon and then she was doing a um a sprint in Barrington, Rhode Island, and I went to watch her um and I think I was going to do that one, and um I broke my leg, <laughs> so that put that on hold for a while and then I think you know time went on, and I found a bunch of other friends that say, I really still want to do this triathlon and that's when the whole idea of the the um, what was it called? The crab band came up that was down in um in Rhode Island, so it was kind of a progression of things that i'd like to do to get out you know and i Triathlon was never anything on my radar. I'm not a swimmer, I mean I ran in in um high school track you know I think I did cross country in middle school, but I was never an athlete or anything like that um biking, yeah, I owned a bike, but I never really did any kind of distance or speed biking or anything like that. So it was kind of just a, wow, that sounds really cool. And like, I could never do it. So let's do it. Um, so, and I would never at that time I was not aiming for a half fireman It was supposed to be like a sprint. And then we're done.
0: Yep, totally. So, you know, I'm assuming that today you would call yourself an athlete. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so when did that change for you, where you started to recognize and accept and embrace and nurture this inner athlete?
1: You know, I think that's a process that happens every single day when you get up and it's cold and you don't want to go out and you're thinking, I don't want to do this. So I I think it's a something that it's a process. It's not really a destination that I think I'm an athlete. I mean, I don't think it matters how many, you know, medals you've won or places you've gotten on or teams you've got. I, I think when you're, in your head, when you are quote the fat girl, I think that that stays with you, and I really don't see myself as as the athlete um I remember like, getting on the cover of a, of um a, was athena um multi magazine that was kind of shocking to see yourself on the cover of a magazine, but it's surreal in a way you look at like that's that's the other Leslie that's not the Leslie who has to get up tomorrow at three forty five to go run the track <laughs> you know and doesn't want to or the one who has to go swimming in the pool. 40 degree
0: weather oh absolutely Um, it's funny because there are a lot of facets to our personalities and it's it is interesting at what point in lives we embrace or decide we want to pursue different parts of them you know and mm -hmm. you had mentioned like the training for triathlon alone sucked you in a lot of people are like they do their first try on some kind of dare or bucket list thing and afterwards, they say, oh, that was horrible. I'll never do another one. But it takes like a week. And then they're like, you know, that wasn't so bad. Maybe. And the bug starts to hit, right? Yeah. How did your How did your bug take over? Because you are fully immersed in this world of triathlon now. This is really big part of your identity. And you're really helping people through it. So I really want to give people hope who might just be starting out or thinking they might want to try this and evolve a little bit, push on their identity and give themselves a challenge? Like, did you have to stick it out or did it take right away for you?
1: No, I think for better or for worse, I have kind of an addictive personality. (laughs) Um, as I said, I went to, um, college on a music scholarship for violin and um I used to practice like three four hours a day and that was not a problem with me um and then like my next obsession was bodybuilding and I would work out all the time for that and um that was that and then when I fell into triathlon that became the next thing and and it kind of took off kind of fast I think the first year I don't remember how many triathlons I did I think I did either like six of them six of them or Um, six or nine or something like that, which was a lot to do in your first year, considering my first one was only in July. Um, So then like the next year, it became like this whole thing, like just I could race every weekend because in New England, our states are so close and there's so many race promoters and, you know, I am not married. I don't have any kids. Um, You know, I, I was just kind of chasing races just to do them because it made me feel so good because people were saying way to go nicely done and you would meet people and you get that rush and that high of this is great because in my past relationships you weren't getting that kind of support and like you know it just I never had that kind of feeling before so that alone is is addictive in itself so I think my second year I don't know if it was my second year or my third year but um, very quickly I started doing a lot of races Um, I remember there was two years row, I did 27 races one year then I did 31 the next year because at that point I was chasing becoming a member of the USAT Century Club which is for 100 races or more and so um, by my it was the fourth year in two months I ended up racing my 100th triathlon at the 100 mile try in, in Barker New York and it was kind of in commemoration of having lost 100 pounds doing the 100 mile try which was it was it was a great race. I don't have it anymore. It was a, a one mile swim, um eighty-four on the bike and fifteen on the run. It was fantastic. But the thing that was really, really great about it was that um I'm on a, a team in Buffalo and um the uh I'm gonna mess up the how they say it because <laughs> that's Gaelic. It's Ion Rake, but I met a lot of people who I'd only met online um from my hometown who did that race and we're still friends to this day. But Hundred miles is is no joke, and like seeing people out there supporting you and you know supporting each other really was, um, again not in the best weather. That race is, was in October all the time in upstate New York, <laughs> so just the level of commiseration and support that I I did get for that um, was was great, and it, it continues to this day. Some of the best friends I've ever I've ever made.
0: You know, you are absolutely right about this addictive nature of what we do. The fact that you hit 100 triathlons in four and a half years, is that right? Like, that might be a record. That's insane. And yet, of course, you're going to do them because it makes you feel good. It's like a drug, a little bit. (laughs) And so, but here's the thing, like, What we kind of have, you know, touched on is it's not like someone would have looked at you 10 years ago and been like, that woman is going to win world titles. She's going to be an Athena champion. You know, this has taken this has taken quite some time to evolve who you are. Like you said, happens every day. Um, and we mentioned what, that you raced Athena and that you race Athena and in one of your very first races you placed as an Athena. Let's educate people on what that means.
1: Yeah. So Athena is for, um, triathletes, multi-sport athletes who don't weigh fewer than 165 pounds. And there's a a corresponding um, division for men called Clydesdales and they can't weigh less than 220 pounds. And really the, um, Reason for the division is just to level the playing field in terms of um, just pure physics—that so it just takes more um, effort to move more weight off the, on the same course, and it really isn't um, wasn't intended to refer to beginners or anything like that, because there are many, many Athenas and Clydesdales who um, are far from beginners, who are all-American athletes and on Team USA, and um, you know doing well at and Ironman races. So um, I think some people have a, a skewed perspective of that. And that also kind of plays into um, like the, the fight for self-esteem that Athena's and Clydesdales sometimes, um, you know, have to struggle with. But I think, you know, bringing people together in a group like the Facebook group that, you know, we've put together really, for me, it's been life-changing and just so supportive. Like you'll never meet a better group of, of athletes um in my perspective and i thoroughly enjoy going around the um the country and meeting different people it's funny because when i created the group years ago again it was really just to build my own local support system and get to know people because you'd see them on racing and you wouldn't see them after and like training it's a lot more fun if you have somebody else to do it with so i would reach out to people that i would meet um during the race I would you know gather the 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 names of the entrants off of the results after and I would stalk them out on Facebook and things and um you know it was kind of a grassroots operation by me and I remember once um one of the people had asked on the the page like what brings us all together what's the common denominator and I was like yeah well we've all raced together Um, and they said "Well, we all haven't raced together we've all raced against you Leslie I'm like oh, that's interesting. And look, and, you, <laughs> and you've usually won. And I'm like, oh, that's not true. And I'm like, well, maybe it is. But <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But, oh, that's um, hilarious. But it's now way beyond that. I mean, I've I've definitely met a lot of people. I've raced against a lot of people. I've won and I've lost. And it's not any less enjoyable either time. So, um, so okay. but it's been amazing.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the group. So what, if for people listening... Um, what's it called so they can search it? So it's called
1: Athena Triathletes and Athena Alumni. So the point is, if you are uh, or have raced as Athena, and you go below the 165, we're not going to kick you out. Because in our opinion, Athena is a mindset. It really is um, training as a multi-sport athlete in the face of challenges that people who like don't believe in you because of the way you look or because you're not a traditional athlete um it really it's just a mindset and if you weigh 152 or 112 or you know 340 it doesn't matter it depends on how you see yourself whether you see yourself as as one of us or not and so we don't kick anybody out if they if they are on the line (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, because then they'd be. Some people are yo-yoers. You'd be like, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. You know what also, I? Yeah. And what also, I can like, tell? It's it's just such an inclusive group environment. So of course you're not going to kick people out for like the weight requirement because that's not really what the group is about. You as you said, it's a mindset.
1: True. True.
0: You mentioned like why? Well. Why does, what is so important about the group? Like, why does it fuel everyone's souls? I know about the group because you let me join it, which I'm really grateful for. And I don't chime in a lot, but I watch what's going on and I can feel that it is one of the most positive uh, communities of women that I've been around. And it is, nobody is negative. It is not derogatory in any way. No one's allowed to talk that way and they know it. They're not there for that. I don't think that. anybody does, though. I
1: think we've, I've only had to, you know, we'll say, invite someone to seek entertainment elsewhere, like twice in like the seven or eight year history that we've had um wow. the page together. And um, it's, I think it's because we all have a common base of support and we're all going through this this journey together, whether it's trying to do your first sprint or um, you know finishing an Ironman, and generally like when women um, in the group race, like there'll be you know a ton of people just following people on like the trackers just to see how we're doing, and it's genuine. We really do care about each other, whether we've met or not. It's like we want to know how you're doing, and in, because in, we live through each other. And to me, it's it's genuine. And I remember I met. Um, ashley kincaid this summer who is just amazing and um I, I get choked up because you you get into these women's lives and you f- really feel um the passion that they feel um and i don't want to reveal too much about ashley but you know she's she's actually a transplant survivor and to me that spoke volumes she did her first um, half iron man at atlantic city and I, I had gone down there um trace with a friend for her 50th um, birthday. And so we ended up all, there was a lot of Athena's actually there, um, which was just amazing. But over time, like I get so moved to think that, wow, these people really just get me and we get the struggle. I mean, the topics that come up are just kind of funny and it it might, some of it is unique to Athena. Some might not be, but I just don't find that in, um, like in straight age group conversations. So, like if we're talking about bra sizes or, you know, how do you find a good sports bra? Or how do you find a good wetsuit? Chafing, um, things that, okay, maybe they come up in a different context, but when you don't feel like you're quote, the fat girl asking the dumb question as the newbie um, where people will say, we'll just help you and answer the question just because we get it and we've been there and we're not judging you because we've been there. It comes from a whole different perspective of support versus can I really ask this question? And I know like a a lot of times um, on other like Facebook groups or like slow Twitch or other, you know, I I don't want to speak negatively about other groups, but um, there is a little bit of arrogance that people come across with speaking with and that can really intimidate people. And um, you know, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, whether like you say you've got a legitimate question about derailleur hangers or something that's you know pretty technical or um, you just wanna know about cutoff times or something. Like the way people answer and like the the, um, the mob mentality that some sites take aren't really all that helpful. I mean, I've personally, I've had to um, disengage from several larger groups because they just, they just are just not fulfilling of the way I like to experience life, I should say. It just it doesn't add to my life. It's too negative. So. Oh, that's a I, good
0: point. Yeah. Yeah. We spend a lot of time trying to force things into our lives that may not be the right fit. And doesn't it feel good when you can just let it go? Yeah, completely forgotten. mm mm-hmm. um, Well, and you know what I think you've done with the Athena group is you've created a safe environment. And that is seems like the number one rule for people to trust. And when they trust, then they know they can ask those questions that are sort of embarrassing or, you know, they just Mm -hmm. put themselves out there. And I say this um, in all truth, like you are doing great things for women. By just creating that platform. You're on it a lot and you are a clear leader, but you don't even need to be. Just the fact that you have created that community is helping a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think one of the best things that the the group does offer is that from time to time, um, everyone who comes on the page, um, we screen everyone. So it's really tight knit. It's really focused on people who are committed to the lifestyle or want to be committed to the lifestyle. Um, it's for women only, sorry guys. Um, and we screen that pretty tight, but, um, it really is designed to be very, a safe spot for people to, um, just open up their hearts. And, and I mean, people have lost children and people have lost spouses and, and, um, they don't want to talk about it in their general um you know facebook space or they they haven't processed it yet but they'll in some respects feel comfortable talking about it with us because we're a smaller group and we get each other and we've been through the struggles together and like we get each other so um for me it's been just an amazing group of women that um you feel you can turn to for for a lot of different things i mean people talk about <laughs> You know, men, menopause, and they'll talk about eating disorders and, and everything. But again, it's all in the context of feeling a, a part of a, a community that really understands you. And that's kind of rare. Like, we've got a few members in Alaska. We've got a few, you know, there's actually members from all over the, the globe. Um, a few from Alaska, as I said, a few from Australia. There's a couple in Germany. But th- the root of it is really everyone has the same experience. Um, from when they were starting or where they are at now, it's just, I I just don't think that, um, like for me personally, you can't get away from that common sense of understanding. And I I don't care how many national championships you've gone to or Ironman lines you, you stood on every single time I go to the the start line, I always feel like people are kind of looking at me, wondering if I belong. Um, I remember it was one year at Grand Rapids, I'm standing there with my, um, my bicycle and it's a nice bicycle i'm sponsored by blue and i don't think it was the year that i had the sponsorship but i still had a blue and you know i've got it's all tricked out the zip wheels and everything you know you're looking at like a fifteen thousand dollar bicycle and so i'm waiting in line and and i really have to think it's either because i was a larger athlete or because i was minority that the woman said oh honey is this your first triathlon And I'm looking at her like, are you absolutely out of your mind? Like, I'm covered in Team USA stuff. I've got this machine of a bicycle. I think I look pretty fit. And you're asking me if this is my first, you know, trip at the the rodeo here. (laughs) So it's, I don't know whether that's in your mind um, or it's a reality in terms of perception, in terms of who we are as Athena athletes in this space. But I think it's a mix of both. Um, But I don't think it's something you'll ever really get away from um, because of, the way you know we present ourselves in the world, um,
0: you make some really that is a really powerful point right there i I can definitely relate the very first triathlon I ever did. I looked around I was like, "Oh my gosh, everyone is so ripped and i you know I was an athlete coming out of college, but I was a swimmer girl and kind of had the extra puffy layer or two from, you know, all the beer and bad food that you do r- during and then right after college. And uh, I just remember thinking these people, they're just going to be incredible machines. And to be honest, I think I beat most of them. So <laughs> what happens is you just need to have one or two experiences to realize like looks don't matter. Just like in real life, they don't matter. Yeah, eventually... Maybe when you get to be in the top ten in you know the world championship or something like kona right your your body might start to evolve into a little more of like a a template right <laughs> that's what we are yep. but um but you just can't you can't judge somebody by how they look out there, and I think that's a really powerful moment that you had with that woman and the little girl who said, "Is she in the race?" You know, I mean, these are things that do help. You remembered those things, and they made think you think.
1: Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate, but as as Athena's and Clyde sales, that we do experience those kinds of attitudes over and over. I mean, there was another experience. I remember it was in Arkansas at um, Athena Nationals. I want to say it was like 2013 or 2014, and um, they had the pre-race meeting, and we were all walking down to the water, and the, the announcer said – um, well, there go the Athena and Clydesdale athletes. We bet they're going to have a ton of fun today. And I was like, "Really? Like, like I didn't fun? actually hear. It. <laughs> <A> <laughs> like, we're going fun. on a picnic? It's just fun." Well, I think he was making reference to our size and our weight by saying a ton of fun, uh, and it, it was just not the time and place to do that. In reference to like, this was the, the some of the best Athena Clydesdale athletes. Um, you know, in the nation who had come to compete at our national championship in Arkansas. And um, luckily, USAT pulled the um, the race from that promoter and they moved it um, for the next year. But it, it just goes to show you how deep the prejudice is against um, athletes who don't look like maybe, um, I won't throw out any names, but <laughs> don't look like the rock stars that, you know, grace the Kona podiums well, over there. Because I don't think that even matters. Um like if you look at like the, the Clydesdale triathletes, um and, and Athena's as well, I I um, Lance Fargo is an amazing athlete. He's all American, he wins races left and right, and he's a Clydesdale, he's also six foot four. Um Audrey Jensen, she's again she was telling me a story. She's national champion for um Athena's uh 40 and under in the half iron distance for 2017. Let me get that correct. And um, if you looked at her, you'd say, wow, she's just an all around athlete and she's tall and she'll tell you I'm an, I'm, I'm an Athena. She's, I think she's either six, one or six, two. And she's fantastic. I think she just did um, Louisville or Chattanooga. I'm sorry if I got it wrong, but she just finished her first Ironman and did an amazing job. She had like a four hour marathon and um think for people to lump all Athenas as being newbies or, um, you know, not as committed or not having the resources or whatever the prejudices are, people really need to rethink that because, you know, Athenas and Clydesdales come in all shapes and forms. We're all, you know, athletes working towards the same goal and deserve the same level of respect that um, you know, any any other athlete that told us the line. As I say, it's anybody's race on any day. Like anybody who pays the fee can win. You, you just, you never know. And I honestly, I never take it for granted.
0: Anyone who pays the fee can win. I like it. And you know what? Here's the other thing. You have improved to the point where you're clipping off like sub seven minute miles in some races, right? I mean, you are, you're, you are, pretty race? Po- <laughs> I would have to say that I think you could beat me on a flat out race today right now and I'm only kind of going backwards and you're still improving. So uh <laughs> there you go you can you're beat some French washed chicken. up old pros now, right? <laughs> you're I love a it. So how do you feel about the whole body positivity movement that's out there in the world of women in athletics? I mean, I, let me just back up a sec. I'm very tuned into this because as a creator of inspiration through clothing, I want to make sure that my brand is resonating with people on all levels and emotionally as well. And so I want to be inclusive with what we do. So I, you know, I, I really embrace this movement, but I feel like there's all these sub movements within the movement, you know, and I just wondered what your take is on it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I approach my attitude towards fitness, um, more from like a, fitness standpoint, meaning um I let my results speak for themselves and kind of I would sure I'd love to weigh 125 pounds and have muscles like Rini, but I don't. Um but I don't think that's necessary. I mean I think you can you know my my one of my models is don't count us out. Just don't look at me and don't count me out because you never know. And a lot of people I mean I'm a horrible swimmer and everyone knows that. But um get me out of the water, get me on the bike. And a lot of people said, wow You came out of nowhere (laughs) Um, and just hang on for the run is basically uh, my approach. But uh, in terms of body positivity, I think everyone deserves the right to have self-esteem. And like it's so hard um, when year after year and whether it's in sports or it's at the grocery stores and people are looking at you, what you put in your cart, or it's at the the department store where – People are like, oh, I don't have anything in the store that's going to fit you. And, like, you hear these messages over and over, um, like, or or no one's ever going to want to marry you. Um, And it comes at you from every angle um, in your life. And it just – it's very hard to become positive about your body. And I don't know if that means, like, I'm in the body positive movement, but I'm more for, like, the – Pick yourself up by your bootstraps and, and build your own support system build your own sense of uh, self esteem whatever it takes, whether that results in you you know losing a hundred pounds and winning a title or not like you can still be body positive and proud of yourself and not ashamed and have the confidence to stand up to somebody and say what makes you think that I'm you know less than you kind of a thing um just to have that esteem in, within you to to stand up for yourself because as I mentioned like in the bad relationship that i was in like that was all gone and like now i don't think i would take that from somebody it's more like no <laughs> but i think that's that's where i come from when, when the body positive um, i love it mood. yeah yeah so i it's really such
0: like,
1: like it yourself mm-hmm. it is I'm like it's funny because i know you and i had talked to about my struggle with alopecia these days which is ripping my heart out and i think um where i'm at at with it these days is that, um, I am going bald. Um, it's not any fun and I get sad over it, but what I think about it is that, you know, I worked really, really, really hard to lose weight, to get fit, to get confident, to build my self-esteem. And I'll honestly, I'll be damned if I'm going to let going bald take that away from me because I fought for it really hard. And I'm not going to say it's not it's easy, but it's like, no, I, I really still think I'm, Pretty good of a person, I think. You know, I people like me. I think I'm good at what I do in my job, and just because I'm going to be bald, as that, you know, it's a work in progress with me. But I just think it's, I, I, I don't want to be one of those people who shrinks and and becomes less than because I feel like I don't belong again, and because that's that's where I started, and that's not where I where I'm at, like. Who cares if I'm bald? I'm more aerodynamic. <laughs> I was trying to come up oh, with a joke. I how much love leave. it. No way. This is
0: about reframing. You know, I I so appreciate you opening up about this topic because you're you fought for your co- self-confidence and self-esteem, right? And you fought that battle and you are in such a great place and your body just decided to throw you for a loop and to get rid of something that we don't realize how attached are we attach our identities to our hair and how we look. And it's, it's a weird thing when you're faced with it. You're like, wait a minute. I didn't expect that one. What the heck? Like break my leg, do something else. But like, it's kind of coming out of nowhere. Right.
1: Yeah. And it happens really fast. At least with me, it's, it's seven, eight weeks and who knows where I'll be tomorrow. But, um, sort of stop i'm trying to stop worrying about it but you know the other thing i got to thinking during this process is and you think a lot um especially on the bike and such but i'm thinking you know everybody has something you know everybody has something and this like i personally thought i had done my something but obviously not the powers that be said no here's something else for you to to deal with to live with um but whether it's you know um diabetes i've got you know friends who are athletes with diabetes um who they amaze me because they, they you know race with a pump or some who's got um a, a joint disorders and they can't run for a um a consistent period of time or asthma or whatever it is um death in the family some everybody has something that they have to come over and like no one is no one is perfect in terms of whatever their struggle is maybe you've got achilles tendonitis today um but there's one day that um you know you can still do what you can do to your level um one day you might not be able to do it but today as i say today not that day like you really just have to do what you can do in the day like life is short life is really short i just, actually just heard the news about a, a woman i met at a race this um this spring who was in a car accident um, a couple of days ago, and uh, she was actually changing the tire, I think, on her car, and she got hit um, by a drunk driver. And uh, she's really in critical condition. She's a young mother, she's got three kids. Um, and it just makes you think, um, you know, not only like the bike accidents that, you know, we were plagued by, but something as random as, you know, getting hit by a drunk driver on the side of the road. Like, life is really short, and you really need to, you know, embrace the good in life and and again I, i'm trying not to overly think these things but like i'm very extremely grateful for my life and if i have to live my life with no hair and use that as part of my platform to help people um you know find the way through their thing you know if this, that's that's my next then that's going to be it um but i'm uh
0: i'm losing you leslie are you there
1: i'm here Hello? oh there you
0: go yep you're back Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah so i was just saying like not everyone is as fortunate as is as... because we all have these hurdles that we have to uh the cat is, is rubbing the phone is the problem here oh so I need
0: to... got it oh that's kind of good yeah. i'm liking Goodbye. it we're not alone
1: <laughs> so yeah i'm just saying like um we all have struggles and it just you have to fight really hard to um Maintain your level of self esteem through that and it's fortunate as we are we can we rely on our support systems that we've built like I completely intend to rely on the athenas um and I do um whether it 's actively or just by listening to other people 's stories and you know drawing support from that um, it 's a
0: community yeah, it is, and I love this message i 've got a couple more questions we 're getting we're, we're running today we 're doing a good job here. So uh, imagine you're looking at a best-selling book in your hand. It's five years from now, and it's your biography. So, what would the title be, and what is your message in the book?
1: Wow, I guess I would have say "Who to thunk" as <laughs> the title. Who to thunk? Never... Who to thunk? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've come quite a far way with. Um, where I've been and I attribute most of it to triathlon and and the people I've met and such I mean I'm so honored right now I mean I made team USA again which I never ever ever thought I mean I remember the first time that I got even ranked by USAT I was shocked that a person like me that you know the girl chosen last for the team would even get a USAT ranking and then over the years watching that you know climb and, and such a and the different sports and such and then going to Penticton and I just uh qualified in aquathlon for um Copenhagen and I've been to Australia and it's again like like over 150 races qualified for Boston like you know this weekend I did something really stupid I end up doing a marathon with zero training um and it was kind of just a proof that I could, that I was still in control of my body despite my hair. And, you know, you can actually do a marathon. Um, don't expect to win anything, but you can actually do it without training for it. I don't recommend it. But, um, again, it, the title of my book would be Who to Thunk, but then Maybe Think Again is chapter one. Um, start believing in yourself and think, yeah, maybe maybe I can do all my wild and crazy dreams, like run a marathon with no training or you know, whatever your dream is, I can uh, climb climb a mountain or I can swim five miles or whatever your dreams are. Like, don't don't count yourself out, let alone trying to prove it to other people, but really start believing in yourself. Because again, I think back in the day, um, I had a, a twinkling of belief in myself, which I didn't really believe. But over time, when you keep proving it to yourself and you're like, oh, wow, maybe I can, maybe I can, um, it's interesting that what they say, they say, um, success is more of a habit than anything.
0: Wow. I like that. Success is a habit. We can make that a habit. <laughs> we try. <laughs> All right. When the going gets tough, what advice do you have for people? Toeing gets tough. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you were battling. Side, yeah.
1: My joking side is, um, I say run faster, done faster. <laughs> I like, so, like it don't tough in life um, and in sport like when you just sometimes I just don't want to be out there anymore and remember I was running with the Patriot try and the lady said why are you running so fast I was like because I'm just done <laughs> <laughs> when you feel like you want to quit just go harder yeah just get get her done kind of a thing but I mean I also have to think about what a privilege it is to be healthy enough to do what we do I mean, it's not promised to you. I, I remember I met um, this woman named he- Heather um, Fraser Boyum. It was after the uh, Muscle Man try, and I want to say it's like six years ago now. And I met her at the end, and after her first um, her first half Ironman, which is what Muscle Man is. It's a fantastic race if no one's done it it's in uh, Central New York. And um, I met her with uh, with Mary Eggers, who we were talking, and she was just so excited. And she's like, "Oh my God, that was like the most fun I've ever had." when do I get to do that again? Like, when do we get to do this again? And she was just effervescent and I became her Facebook friend. And, um, that race was on a Sunday and I think it was the next Saturday. She had actually gotten hit by a car and the motorcycle and she died. And so I knew her for a week and I've never forgotten what she said. Like, when do I get to do this again? And she never did. And so every time you're out there, whether it's training, um, or racing like just remember that it's a privilege that we get to do this and it's fun it's supposed to be fun if you're not having fun do something else i mean because you're doing it wrong um it's it's supposed to be rewarding and fulfilling and pushing you to your limits and challenging you your mental strength and and in everything so if, it, if you're not getting that out of it i to- totally agree just don't um, wow that is
0: so powerful um, that definitely brought tears to my eyes cause I think we can all relate to taking things for granted. So thank you for that actually. Yeah, yeah. So Leslie, we've been, we've been doing it. We're, we're done here. We're going down to the last question. Are you ready for the home stretch? Yes. This is the sprint to the finish. Got to sprint every finish line. Um, so if you could give our listeners one final piece of advice one nugget to help them run their worlds in a bigger and better way what would it be
1: you know early on when i started training i had this mantra um and it went like this it might not happen today and it might not happen tomorrow but it will happen so whatever vision of you have for yourself, whether it's getting to the line of your first sprint or getting to the finish line of your first Ironman or whatever it is, um, just believe in yourself that you put in the work today. You might not be running those eight minute miles or whatever your goal is. Um, you might not even do that tomorrow. Tomorrow you might be slower. You might be running nine minute miles, 15 minute miles, whatever whatever it is. Um, but you know what? Whatever your goal is, if you just put in the work and you put in your time, your goals will happen. Your goals might change along the way. Like you might become, you know, Whatever it is, but um you'll get to the finish line of whatever it is you set up for yourself, if you just stick with it.
0: I love your message, I agree, and uh believe me, believing in yourself is the only way to get through this awesome life we have. Um Leslie you are such a champion inside and out and you have brought so much joy and connectedness to women all over and you give people a lot of hope you know just by being you so thank you and continue to do the good work you're doing and continue to go out there and push yourself to the limits I want to keep seeing you on the top of the podium
1: Excellent it was such a thrill to have this conversation Nicole and I'm so glad I've met you Well and- we'll ke- we'll keep it going Very good. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon.
0: I have to say I was caught off guard when Leslie mentioned the friend she had met at a race, a friend she had for one week, a friend who was so excited to do another race, a friend who was tragically killed before she could do that next race. And it just reminded me, it drilled home, how important it is to live with that love and excitement in our hearts every day because you never know what's around the corner. As Leslie says, embrace the good in life. Those things you strive for may not happen today. They might not happen tomorrow, but they will happen someday if you simply keep moving forward. All right, everyone, on that note, don't forget to go over to the Skirt Sports Facebook page and check out the post from Sunday, October 29th. I asked you to post your favorite quote, phrase, or story from today's episode for a chance to win a $75 gift cert from Skirt Sports because we like to help each other find happiness that is my mission here. And your relationship with the clothing that you put on your body matters and it adds to that happiness. All right, everyone. This is a good episode today. So take it in and enjoy because you know what time it is. It's time to get out there and run this world. Have a great workout, and I'll see you next week.